Welcome to The Little Things with Mitch and Jake. We are live here in Watertown, South Dakota at Labby's Sports Bar and Grill. I got the owner to my left, Austin Petrick. Going to get to know a little bit about him. Jake, how you been? Living the dream, Mitch. I've been spending all day with you. I think we've been on the road since 1130 today. So now we're hanging out at Labby's and enjoying the ride, man. Absolutely. And we've done this. This is our second live one. We're in Cool Beans in Brookings, South Dakota about two months ago. Really enjoyed it. Got to go out and meet some of those folks that uh, were listening. And we're, we're joined now with the owner, uh, pleasure's all ours Austin Petrick Austin how are we doing tonight I'm doing well guys thank you guys for coming in here and it's a pleasure to have you guys I've been looking forward to this so I'd like to have a cheers with you guys quick <laughs> oh, to start geez, it right, off right, I mean right, all right, right. so there you go <laughs> that's the first time in the little things podcast history where we've done cheers so you guys have joined it you've seen it we've got people that are live on Facebook right now thanks for joining us here this evening first off Austin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in Rapid City, South Dakota. Went to school up in Minnesota. Um, made my way down here. My wife and I made our way down here. Met you playing some basketball. So getting how a little did, how, for... did, how did the basketball meetup go? Well, great. Mitch is a good basketball. <laughs> this guy can shoot. I will say that, you know, so I'm not going to make fun of you on yeah, here. But thanks, you can thanks, shoot, thanks, you know. But... You don't want to make fun of me? <laughs> our, you know, our, our best days are behind us, but you can still shoot the ball. So, um, but no, so here we are. Awesome. Yeah, Austin, do you want to tell us a little bit about how Labby's came to be? I know, I think you mentioned that you just opened up late fall, I want to say, uh, just this past year. So do you want to talk us through Labby's and how that all came to be and where you guys are at now? Yeah, so, you know, with Labby's, the biggest thing I wanted since my wife and I moved down here, she has a store next door. We just wanted to, or myself anyway, I wanted to just be more part of the community. Um, you know, have something local. A lot of people say that we needed something, a sports bar, things like that. So. Um, one of the biggest things is that the community has been very receptive to us, very welcoming. So that's that's been a big thing for us. And I don't know, I'm a sports guy, so you know I thought that would be a good fit. Although, you know, I don't get much sports watching in here at Labby's. <laughs> um, you know, I, so but no, it's been really good. So. So you got some people here from Watertown. I guess they'd be notable. I don't know if they'll call them that. We're going to join, uh, be joined by Mike Tanner of Watertown Radio and Reed Holine, the mayor of Watertown. And it kind of leads into this question. How has been running a business in Watertown in, in general? I mean, you've got a, a small business. Your wife does Rosabella right next door. you got to give her a plug, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so she does that next door. And um, overall, how has the experience been running a business in Watertown? You know, it's, it's been great here. Uh, like I said, the community has been very welcoming, you know, because neither my wife or I are from here. So, I mean, from a business side, it's been challenging, but uh, all businesses are, you know. But um, as far as just the community itself, you know, I couldn't be more grateful to, to the people that come out that support us. I've got a lot of good friends who have my back. And, uh, yeah, so it's been great. And then even just from... Watertown opening its doors from a you know licensing business standpoint they 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 welcome that they want that I, I feel so um, actually that hasn't been you know as difficult as I thought it might be so no it's been it's been a good experience and that was actually one of my questions too and if you want to uh, elaborate on that a little bit too um, 
just opening up a small business, you really need the local support. You need the community to rally around you. Do you have a, a story or something that you've really enjoyed or maybe that's even surprised you about possibly opening up labbies that you can think of and want to share with our listeners? Jeez, you put him on the spot. <laughs> that one's, didn't put that one's on a tough list. one. That one's a tough on one. <laughs> um, well, we could talk about that, that night that Mitch went two for 20 from deep and we lost the championship. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, no, that's... Um, no, as far as that goes, uh, one of the things that surprised me, it's not really a story in itself, but the fact that everybody was so positive about it, you know, because a lot of times, and I know you guys kind of touch on this a little bit in your guys' podcast, how you compare yourself to others or, you know, you start looking at what other people are doing, but everybody I talked to completely had my back and, and that's the kind of support that that you need that keeps you going when things are scary or challenging so you know that's been uh definitely a blessing so you say you know people have kind of rallied around this too and there's a little bit of competition in town but like what you know what what is your approach to serving the watertown community and and how have they been receptive to that you know the community has been super receptive um you know, and, and the way I guess I approach it is that, you know, when you, when every, everybody's in it together, so I'm kind of doing my own thing over here. Um, and when you talk about people who, and actually to go back to, to what Jake said in terms of a story, um, I will shamelessly plug um, Sean and Jamie over there at Dempsey's because we went and had beers and... I mean, they were like an open book, and I had never done this before, and they could not be, I mean, uh, more nice and uh, just forthcoming on everything. And so, yeah, that, to me, you know, I thought, whoa, I mean, you guys don't have to do that. You have, you know, stand nothing to gain from that, but how cool is that, you know? And then, um, you know, I keep their tap, or their beers on tap. I got Watertown Brewing Company. So, honestly, everybody's kind of in it together in the whole. I think that's kind of what our community is about, if you ask me. So, so we always ask one question um, to each uh, person that we ask to be on the podcast. Because, we, you know, we base it on Cardboard Confessionals, a book that I wrote a handful of years ago. And we asked seven questions. And we always like to ask our guest one of those questions to kind of to answer that. And I did send this to you to prepare, so you should have a pretty good answer. Uh, so my question to you, Austin, what is one thing you want to do before you die? All right, so before I die, definitely, if I could just impact people, um, that, would, that would mean a lot to me. Um, also cage dive with great white sharks that's that's like my bucket list thing i definitely oh want to do that how before do you, how do you, <laughs> hold up hold up hold up how do you go yeah how do you go from helping people and like yeah i actually want to cage dive because i want to i want to do two things yeah. before i die okay, all right okay. and maybe maybe the cage diving will be the way i die i don't know but anyway um no i definitely want to you know if i could just impact people and just leave a good mark after i go you know and people say hey, he was a good guy i mean what more could you want out of life so that would be that would be my thing i was just gonna say that that's what we're here for right to leave a mark i, I love that yeah. i i'm personally not gonna go cage diving with you know large <laughs> sharp toothed animals but um you do your thing, Austin. So. Yeah, I got two daughters and a son at home. That's enough cage diving for me, I think. But, uh, yeah, Austin, uh, the owner of Labby's, uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining us. Yeah, and uh, 
Hey, I wanted to say something that kind of struck me from A, the podcast. And by the way, Jake, I just bought your book. Uh, it's on its way from Amazon. So although it. I saw that you brought some, I could just grab them from you. But uh, um, no, but one thing that I liked is um, comparison is the thief of joy. You said that on, on one of your recent so podcasts. Love that. And then from the book, from Cardboard Confessionals, the uh, without a ladder, uh, people need help from others when they've dug a hole too deep. So, I mean, I thought that was was really cool. So I wrote that, huh? Did you write that? <laughs> I mean, my, it's in your it's book. In my book. It's I in read. your book. I so. <laughs> so, no, but um, thank you guys for having me, Jake. I know I just met you. You're an awesome guy. Mitch, um, you could tell a lot about a guy on how he plays basketball, <laughs> and I've got good things to say about Mitch. Um, and then Reed, before you were even looking at being mayor, I golfed against you in, in City League, and I, I always say that you could tell a lot about a guy from how they play basketball and how they play golf. Oh. So, so tell us about it. Can he, yeah, can he, the golf can he lead, a, can he lead a city? Can he lead well, a city? When, he didn't kick it in off the fairway if it was way off the fairway, but I mean, if it was close, he just gave it. And he only took a couple strokes off at the end, so for the most part, he was good. <laughs> no, but thank you guys for having me. Um, definitely a, a pleasure, and thank you guys. So we'll switch off to our next speaker, Mike Tanner. Uh, what do you think about uh, what do you think about Austin? What he had to say about Labby's and just being here in the, the community. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I had a blast hanging out with Austin. Um, like I said, I, I've talked to um, Brittany a handful of times and finally was able to meet Austin. And this is just a great spot in the Watertown community. Um, he talked a lot about community, and even when he was talking about our books there, he just talks about how important it is to really embrace and surround yourself with the right people. And I think that Austin and Labby's and kind of the culture here really embodies that so it was just super super cool to talk to him and I had a blast so what'd you think yeah he, he did a nice job you can tell he's nervous he doesn't do this stuff like we do all the time and I, our next guest is really going to be nervous really struggles in front of uh, audio and, and doing that radio I don't know if he spent a lot of time on it but uh, I think that's a pretty good transition to our next guest uh, Mike Tanner from Watertown Radio Mike how are we doing tonight I'm doing good. This is weird for me. Normally, I'm heard but not seen. So this is um, this is a, a little bit different for me, but I'm glad to be here, and thanks for the invite. When I think one thing that you've got going for you, you got a face for radio and TV. We just have faces for radio, so this gets extremely hard in this setting. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, and can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm originally from Sisseton, so born and raised in South Dakota and have lived in the state most of my life. Uh, graduated from high school in 1982. So I have a 40-year class reunion coming up in July, which is hard to believe. You said 14? 40. Oh. Four, oh, <laughs> I wish 14. Can't turn back the clock. Um, yeah, and uh, graduated from high school, went to a year of college at Moorhead State, knew I wanted to be a radio broadcaster, and went to a broadcasting school in Minneapolis called Brown Institute. Uh, got a degree in broadcast journalism from there and began my radio career and August 1st will mark 38 years in radio. It's all I've ever done and if I can't do radio I'm gonna have to learn a new skill because it's all I've done and it's all I know how to do. But it's been a blast. I love it. Well you must live it because you know we got to see the opportunity. We invited Reed um, here 
to interview you. You know, we're sitting here kind of doing a mic check, and, and Mike's like, this is a really good opportunity to interview the mayor. What are your <laughs> thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's an excellent opportunity to interview the mayor, and maybe I can ask him some tough questions tonight. I don't know if he's prepared for that, but... <laughs> <laughs> he's ready to go. He's ready to go. Wow, so 38 years in radio, correct? 38 years. Did you... Obviously, you have a passion for it, and you really, really enjoy it. What are some What are some moments that really, really had you, all right, this is for me. This is what I really, really enjoy doing. This is what I want to do for my career. Is there anything that has really stuck out over time? It's an interesting question because a lot of days um, are just sort of vanilla-type days. There's nothing news-wise that really stands out and sticks in your memory but there are a few days that obviously do. The biggest one being the day of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. That was in radio news, in any news coverage, that was a day that nobody in the industry will ever forget. Um, and there have been some other uh, days. I remember the night doing election coverage one night, uh, the night that Jesse Ventura was elected governor of Minnesota, the former pro wrestler. And it was interesting that every poll that was done leading up to that election had Jesse Ventura finishing third behind Norm Coleman and Skip Humphrey. And I, I still remember sitting there, it must have been, I don't know, it was the, the middle of the night by the time he was declared the winner, and him walking out, I think it was in Bloomington at a hotel at his uh, election night celebration, Jesse the Body Ventura coming out and giving a press conference after uh, Minnesotans elected him governor. That was unbelievable. And then, um, you know, most recently, I would say the COVID-19 pandemic story. A lot of news stories have a shelf life of maybe a day or two, but that's a story that just never went away. I mean, we're over two years into the pandemic and we're still talking about it today. So kind of shifting gears a little bit, I think it's really important to know that and, and kind of your background and some of the, the stories that you've like to cover but you've been here a long time you've covered this city a long time you've seen it change you've seen the businesses come and go talk about like a, a labbies and businesses in general in watertown how are they successful why are they successful uh, can you touch on that a little bit well first of all labbies is awesome love the atmosphere it's very clean and inviting and thanks to Austin for opening up a place like this and giving a people another option when they want to go out and have a have a bite to eat, have a cold drink. Places like this are awesome. These are my kind of places. I'm. If you asked me uh, if I had a choice between going out and just having a burger and a beer or fine dining, prime rib, tablecloth, fancy silverware, give me this place. Yeah. This is my kind of place. Honestly, it is. That's kind of how I grew up. I'm just a small town, meat and potatoes kind of guy. But... Um, Watertown is, is growing, and, and the mayor will talk about this when he's up here in a bit, but the city is investing in itself. You know, I've talked to the mayor about all of the projects that are going on from the new airport terminal to the downtown park to the ice arena that will uh, be going up here before too long. There's a new street department headquarters that will be going up along Highway 20. The city, the mayor, the city manager, and the city council, I think are recognizing the importance of investing in the city itself. And it's great to see 
Uh, one of the things that is, and I did mention the downtown park, that's another project that uh, is now underway and that'll uh, be finished hopefully later this year. Is it later this year or next year, Mayor? Uh, this year. This year, later this year. The, big, the biggest exciting thing for me going on in Watertown is to see the transformation and the investment that is going on downtown. You know, with empty storefronts now being filled with businesses, the combination of apartment buildings and retail space, a lot of downtowns in a city the size of Watertown are struggling. And in this city, it's just the opposite. It is growing, it's thriving, and it's great to see. I'm with you on the, the sports bar atmosphere. I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I love the, uh, the decorations in here right behind me. There's a picture of arguably the three greatest basketball players of all time, and I, I love coming in here. Yeah. Uh, Magic, Mike, and Larry Bird are back there. Dad, uh, my dad's actually sitting over here too. He loved watching Magic and the Showtime Lakers. Mm -hmm. So to me, sports yeah. sports bar 100% all the time. Um, I know you spent some time in Watertown. You can talk about the changes and stuff. And you mentioned a few there, but what's one of your your core, I guess, memories or values or stuff that you, that holds Watertown tight? Like what do you, what really keeps you here? What do you really, really enjoy? There's a lot of different things going on, but what's one of those core memories that you really like about Watertown? I would say, number one, the people. Um, I love the small town atmosphere where you feel safe, where just about everybody knows everybody else and um, your neighbors, everybody's got your back. You feel safe. Um, it's a great community to raise a family in. Uh, if you're a young couple that, that has smaller children, great place to raise a family. Um, I just got back I was, over the weekend. I was in Charlotte, and we just got back from Charlotte uh, yesterday. And that's a great city, but it's a metropolitan area of a little over two million people. I was you know, really impressed with the cleanliness of their downtown. It was a great city to visit and the weather was really nice, but there's something about that small town feel. And, you know, Watertown is a regional hub. It's not small town, small town like I grew up in, but it's still small enough where you know everybody, you feel safe, everybody's got your back. You know, a couple of weeks ago we had the bad weather with the tornadoes down in Castlewood. Everybody drops what they're doing, and they go out and they help people. Whether they know them or not, it's, it's in our DNA. It's who we are, and it's how we go about our daily lives. And That's what I really love about Watertown. So we're going to do the same to you. And again, I sent you the questions, so I shouldn't put you on the <laughs> spot here. But um, based on the seven questions we asked in Cardboard Confessionals, this one's the best. I think it gets to know you the best. But uh, Mike, what is something you want to do before you die? Oh boy, that's a loaded that's on question. The spot. That's on the spot. What do I want to do before I die? Well, first of all, I hope that's still a long ways off because there's still work to do and things to accomplish. Um, this is more about me and what I want to do before I die. I would, this is going to sound really, really stupid, <laughs> but I would love to be a somewhat accomplished golfer. I golfed a lot when I was young in high school and as a young adult and I never really got the sport. 
and I became more and more involved in my work, sold my golf clubs, didn't golf for decades, probably 30 years. And recently I've started, I've got new clubs, and I've started trying to golf a little bit again. It's a hard technical sport. I think if you want to be good at it, it's something that you need to really play quite a bit um, to, to get good. I probably don't have the time quite yet to, to master the sport, but maybe in my post-radio days I'll have a little more free time to get out on the links and see if I can figure it out a little bit. From, so, from the sounds of it, you better you better join these two you, on the links over here. So my question, do you got a foot wedge? Because I know Reed's got one of his. <laughs> a foot wedge. So uh, you just kick it in the hole when nobody's looking? That or Is in that? the fairway or just give you a well, better lie. Yeah? I just know that when I go out golfing, well, first of all, I don't buy expensive golf balls because I know that a lot of them are going to be lost in the weeds and the trees and the water and they'll never be found again. But, yeah, my, my golf game is, is not good. Um, I've got a more expensive set of clubs now, so if my golf game still stinks, it's on me and it's not the club's yeah, fault. No. Well, thanks for joining us. That was, that was quite, a, quite an answer there. What did you think of uh, Mike Tanner as we switch out to uh, Mayor Reed Holine? Well, people always ask me, um, do you enjoy golfing? Are you any good at golfing? I said, I, I love to be out golfing. I do. I really enjoy it. Am I good at it? Absolutely not. I am not good at golf whatsoever. But I do enjoy being out with friends, and I can totally understand why he wants to do that before he dies. I'm not going to be a good golfer ever, but I really enjoy being out there. And it's just to hear, good to hear his, um, his take on Watertown and kind of his, his take on the community, too. So it was great to have Mike on. When I want to give a kind of a shout-out to Mike, you know, I'm an educator at a small school, so we talk small communities. That's a small community, but he's been great to work with, had a few students intern at Watertown Radio and, and really get a taste of that. I mean, he's a good guy that gives a lot back to the community, so uh, a special thanks to, to Mike. Yeah, that was awesome, and we're on to our third guest here. We're on Facebook Live again as well, too, um, and we're excited to have Reed on. The one and only Mayor Reed Holine. That's probably one of the best. Oh, do we know? <laughs> we got to do that? Yeah. Cheers. 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 I tell you what, that is a lot of fun. We don't do that, um, but we've done it twice. So I think we're I, gonna have to do this more often. I don't think that we go anywhere other live than other than a bar. I think we got to do the bar. So, uh, Reed, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. So, um, gonna start kind of how we've started them all. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, born and raised in Watertown. Um, I've been married to my wife Tanya. She's from Parkston, South Dakota been married for 27 years together for 29 we have four kids uh, ages 22 20 18 and 16 it sounds like we spaced them out but really we had two and two uh, you know in a couple months it'll be 20, 22 21 18 and 17 which is more reflective of how we had them. yeah just uh, hey just jump in and go right yeah I always I always <laughs> joke that uh, well after our second kid the doctors told my wife she couldn't have any more kids so we believed them and then we had a third kid, and then they said, we don't know how that happened, you can't have any more kids. So then we had our fourth, and then we finally stopped believing doctors. <laughs> but no, uh, born and raised in Watertown, I um, became a professional writer, uh, like you guys. Or That was my job since 1994 until 2009. And on and off through that time, I would work for the family business as well. We have a family sign business in town. 
Uh, a lot of that was to get insurance. My wife worked for a computer programming uh, shop here in Watertown for quite a few years. And um, then in 2010, I got approached by a group of people who wanted me to enter the world of politics. So I became a state senator from my hometown of, well, it's Watertown, District 5 in the state senate. And I served there for six years, took a year off, and then a city council position opened up. I ran for that, I won it, and then a year ago uh, I chose to run for mayor because I love this town and just, I really, I really do love it and I just want to see the best for it. And I, fortunately the voters of Watertown have thought that my vision coincides with theirs. Love it, love it, great introduction. Um, you mentioned professional writers, we are not professional writers, well. Mitch and I. <laughs> we, uh, we, we wrote a book, but uh, when our editor got the books in hands, she said, what is this? She said, what is this? All these run-on sentences, uh, commas, everything. It was not professionally yeah. done. So I'm sure you're much better at that than we are. But uh, no, great introduction. And obviously, I just met you tonight. But I'm curious, you're from Watertown, um, have been kind of in different industries, and now are obviously the mayor. Um, what, has, what has kept you so in line with Watertown and its values in the community? And where's kind of your direction with, with that Watertown community? You know... I'm not exactly sure what, you know, actively kept me in, involved or in tune with Watertown, except for the fact that it might sound corny, but I actually do love this town. I, I, I love living here. Even from a very young age, I never had the need to go live anywhere else. I, I did travel a lot, and I did go away for school, but even when I was away, I knew... Watertown would be a fantastic place to live. I wasn't exactly sure I would end up here, but I knew that I would be happy if I did. And my love affair with this town has never ended. Uh, you know, there's a couple rocky patches. I'm sure that, you know, people from Watertown might not like me all the time. But uh, but that's like any long, long-term relationship, and you just got to stay devoted. And, uh, and I'm devoted to Watertown. I really do love it. So part of what makes Watertown great is the the small community and I mean how big was Summit? Uh, 280 on a good day. 280 on a good day. We were 65 where I grew up soaking wet. <laughs> soaking wet. So when we talk small communities but like Mike said earlier I mean it does feel like a small community you can bring people together and talk so you fell in love with that and everything that it has to offer obviously the businesses and different things like that what do businesses like Labby's and, and, and other businesses that that join us here in Watertown, what, what does that mean to a small community and how do they add to it? Well, I would say there's differences between businesses because, you know, factories, things like that, that will bring in a lot of jobs or retain a lot of jobs because a lot of people always preach about bringing jobs into a community. But I think it's four out of five jobs are created by businesses already in a community. So you really have to foster the industries that are already here and help them to bring employees in because that's that's how a town can grow. But uh, a place like Labby's is great because while we want to bring in people, we want a lot of people in town, we want that energy, we want that tax base, Labby's brings the fun. And you have to have fun where you live. Uh, that's the number one thing. I mean, people will always say, well, what are we doing for the kids? Or what are we doing for this? And it's like, really what they're saying is, what's fun in life? What, how are we enhancing my quality of life or our quality of life? 
and that's really what it is about a community and Labby's is one of those places I, I mean I agree with you you were pointing out the basketball players I'm not necessarily basketball but you got Phil Mickelson over there probably my number two favorite golfer of all time you got Austin Powers over on the wall over here <laughs> that's one your of, number one favorite <laughs> golfer of all time <laughs> one of my favorites and it's it just brings fun and then uh, like Austin even mentioned uh, Sean down at Dempsey's downtown that's another place it just it brings character to a town it brings a place that has flavor and I'm not just talking food but cultural as well and the sports bar atmosphere and you meet friends it just gives you a place to go and something to have fun with that's so important in a town I mean the government can do the big projects like what Mike said the downtown park the ice arena the new airport terminal those are all great things but really what makes a town fun, what makes it prosper, what makes it grow, is people like Austin and people who do this on their own, bringing quality, bringing, a, bringing their own vision of something that they want to offer. It really is. And we talk a lot about on that on the podcast about, you know, we have one go at this thing. We need to make it count, right? We have to have fun. And really, it's the people that surround us and, and add to that fun. So I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Okay, you talked I'll, about I'll do cheers again. Cheers one more time. Again. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> so we talked about everything that Watertown has going on, all of the great things, the community, what's yeah. kept you here, all the fun that you do have. What is the most fun thing to do in Watertown oh, from your perspective? He's putting them on the spot. He's putting them on the spot. Um, it would be a couple different things, but most fun... For me, I share a place at Lake Compesca with my brothers and our families. Both of my brothers have four children of their own. As weird as this sounds, we all get along together. Our wives get along together. Our kids get along together. And we share a place out at Lake Compesca. And it's just one thing that you can get in Watertown that not a lot of communities offer is we have a lake inside our city limits. And it's a big lake. I think it's the second largest natural lake in, in uh, South Dakota. There are much bigger ones, obviously, but uh, Lake Ponset, I think, is the only one that is actually larger. And it's just a wonderful, you don't even have to do anything. Just sit, by the, sit on the shore and, and just enjoy life, enjoy the sunset. So you've been here all your life. You've kind of taken in. Your family has been uh, put a stamp on this community. Give us your favorite bit of history of Watertown. Ooh, okay. Well, what a lot of people might not know is Watertown was actually not started off as Watertown. It was started as Compesca. And it was started on the shores of Lake Compesca a year before it became Watertown. And the reason why it actually moved two miles, let's say, further east is because the railroad came in and they said, this is as far as we're going. So the entire town of Compesca picked up moved it where the railroad depot was and sat down and then they changed their name to Watertown because then we had both Compesca and Lake Pelican. But uh, the other bit of uh, trivia of Watertown that I, that I love is a little personal, but there was a very, very famous artist back in the mid-1800s. His name was John Banvard. He became arguably the most famous person in the world at the time. He did shows in front of Lake Vic, uh, uh, or Queen Victoria, uh, the King and Queen of France, or Louis, or actually it was Napoleon III, and all over New York, Boston, the East Coast. And what he did is he had this painting that he did of the Mississippi River 
that was like on two scrolls and he would scroll it out on one show and it would be like you're watching a movie sailing up or down the Mississippi River and he added sound effects and stories. He became the richest artist in the world at the time, bigger than P.T. Barnum or Buffalo Bill. But those were his two biggest rivals. And they both took big shows to New York and over to Europe. And I found out about this guy, never heard of him. I had this book called 2,201 Useless Trivia Facts. And there was this two-line thing, and it said, John Banford became the richest artist in the history of the world by painting a three-mile-long painting of the Mississippi River, uh, period. He died penniless in Watertown, South Dakota. And I go, wait, what? And that is actually what made me a professional writer. Because I read that and I go, I want to find out more about this guy. So what I did is I pitched a story to a magazine. They gave me the go-ahead. And that gave me the excuse to read a couple books and find out more. So that is actually the story. And you can find his house. The rumor has it that the three-mile painting that was world famous at one time was shredded up and used as insulation in towns in Watertown. Yeah. Got to be my house. Got to be. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have some so value like, in this market. I mean, it's just one of those weird things you don't even know about your, you know, your hometown. Absolutely. I'm learning all sorts of stuff tonight. That is a wild and crazy and awesome story. That's that's incredible. <laughs> um, so we ask all of our listeners here. So have you prepared? I got to know. Have you, you know, prepared a little bit? <laughs> actually, you know, that's a tough question. I mean, I listened to these two guys to say answers and I like them and I'm going what am I going to say I don't even know um, you know I'd like to uh, I'd like to be a great husband to my wife a great father a great community member I'd like to give back to my community long after I'm done with the political world um, I do love to travel I do love to play golf I think my days of uh, trying to be a scratch handicap are over but <laughs> you can also enjoy life uh, it's really just I want to give back and I want to be a good reflection of, of uh, Christian love and Christian faith and uh, just try to be the best person I can be. And you know what? At the end of the day, if I can look at myself in the mirror and say I was true and honest and faithful, and that will be enough for me. Well, thank you, Reed. I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate the the context you gave us. I mean, I knew you'd, I knew the history thing. When I typed that question, I'm like, he's gonna nail this. He's gonna he's gonna teach us something that no one else knows that listens to this podcast. So, uh, yeah, Jake, what uh, what'd you think about Mayor Holine? Really enjoyed the conversation. Um, a lot of insights. Uh, so I, I'm originally from Summit, but obviously yeah. I've been nearby to Watertown a, a, a long time, right? And each time I come back, I feel like there's a new building going up. I feel like there's something new going on, whether it's development, residential, um, you know, labbies and, and different businesses and how far that it's expanded east. And I just, there's new stuff going up all the time in Watertown. And it's just interesting to obviously hear your perspective and, and really enjoyed the conversation and then learn a little bit of history about Watertown too that I obviously had no idea about. So really enjoyed having you on. Well, thanks again for joining us, Reed, and have a good evening. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Best of luck on the podcast and everything else. Well, thanks so much. And, yeah, we've got uh, big plans as we, we move forward. This will be our last live podcast of this season. We're going to finish up season. we got a, a huge guest coming up. Uh, we're not going to announce that quite yet, but uh, we'll finish up season four and then get on to season five. It's been great. We appreciate all the 
the help and the uh, support that we've received. I mean, we've got people out here on our live uh, podcast at this time and, and have really enjoyed uh, them joining us here this evening. Yeah, it's been a blast. And just a reminder, too, if you guys watched on the live feed on Facebook, uh, if you like and share the live Facebook feed, uh, you are entered for drawings to win prizes as well as a couple books as well, too. And then obviously be sure to stop by Labby's. Again, it's a great uh, sports bar and restaurant here in Watertown, uh, right on the main drag coming through town. And we had a blast talking to our three guests today. And we appreciate them coming in as well as everyone else that came in as well too. It's been a blast and we really enjoy these live podcasts. We get out in the community and have some fun. So really enjoyed it. So yes, so uh, join us here for the next one. We've got uh, a normal one. I'm not even really sure which one it is. I think we're doing Ask Me Anything. Ask Me Anything. So we finished all of the questions in uh, Chapter 4 of Cardboard Confessionals. So we will be asking anything. We ask that if you're listening live, uh, send the uh, our email. What's our email? What do you remember? You what forgot is? our email? I always our, do. Always do. Our email always is thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. He does. He forgets it every time. He's our so, email guy. Jake's yeah. our email guy. Um, go ahead and send us any questions that you want to know, whether it's about the podcast, uh, whether it's about the city of Watertown or Brookings. We just did that a month, month and a half ago. Uh, ask us anything. We'd love to put it on the air. And it's been an absolute pleasure. So uh, until next time, this is Mitch. And Jake. Signing out.